rolling. Welcome into another episode of the Catch the Sky podcast. A huge shout out to our listeners all around the world, including those new ones joining us from Switzerland, Singapore, Honduras, Panama, the Czech Republic, and anywhere else. I am your host, Sweet Tea. Dick is off this week. I thought it would be the other way around considering I'm the one that's working, producing this podcast, and flipping a house, but somehow she's found a way to be busier than me this summer. So, Dick has another much-needed siesta, and I'll be taking the reins this week as we discuss the the turn-of-the-century technology, because we've made this comment in a prior episode how being alive in the 90s was amazing. It was the last, like, free generation, because now it's a totally different world, and if you weren't alive during that time, it's pretty hard to understand, and I know that I'm starting to sound like every other old person in the world, but it really, really was a time of change, so I wanted to start by just taking a little trip down memory lane and talking about some of the things that existed during that time and how it evolved into the world that we currently live in today. So if you care to comment on anything you see in this episode or follow us, you may do so on Twitter, at CTS Terry, or on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, or wherever you listen to podcasts by searching for the Catch the Sky podcast. Be sure to like and subscribe to keep up with all of our weekly episodes. I was born in 1990, so I remember the mid to late 90s and beyond, right? A few little memories here and there prior to that. But being alive during that time was wild. This is, this is an era without cell phones, right? Only the super rich people had cell phones or car phones or what have you. And so people didn't have mindless distractions just sitting in their pocket at all times of day. We were already on that track with the Walkman and the Game Boy, etc. And we'll get into some of those advancements here shortly. For example, the iPod. That changed everything. So the Walkman of the 1980s that played cassettes turned into portable CD players, but those sucked because they skipped all the time. So it it, it was impossible to listen to music on the go during this time period until the advent of the iPod. And then there was other on-the-go entertainment like Gigapets and the Tamagotchis, which were literally little digital pets on a little screen, and they came on keychains. I shit you not. And you just took them around with you, and you had to feed them and exercise them and play with them and everything to keep them alive. But inevitably, they all just died. You'd forget about them at some point, or you wouldn't hear the little notification or whatever, and your little pet would die. But then you could just go and get a different one, or a Furby. I, I, I don't really know what to say about the Furbies. You just Google the Furby. And 
understand that that was something that as a society we did and oh yeah so it was a wild craze there were all sorts of things taken off at that time we also had the n64 and the playstation this was before xbox was even a thing xbox came about in 2001 so think about it go back and look at like Zelda or Donkey Kong 64 or Super Mario 64 and then go ahead and look at Halo and some of the things that you got on the Xbox that we we took that jump and then fast forward to the Xbox 360 and the PlayStation what would that be the two and the three at that point and the three actually incorporated a blu-ray player which gave it a little bit of an edge And a lot of people don't know the reason for the demise of Sega, but they actually had a Dreamcast, which predated both the PS2 and the Xbox. But it failed to succeed because it didn't incorporate a DVD player. DVDs came about in 97, So it was still an emerging technology, and for them to incorporate it was obviously expensive, and so they opted not to. Anybody that owned an Xbox or a PS2 knows that it could play DVDs, so it was basically a a two-for-one deal. Parents that were looking to entertain their kids during those holiday seasons were like, oh, do I get them something that plays movies, or do I get them something that plays games? Why not something that does both? Speaking of something else that does both, that incorporated DVDs, there were DVD-VCR combos. Like, literally, we had these giant, clunky-ass machines that could play the cassette tapes or DVDs. And then, within a decade, we had Blu-ray players. So, I mean, holy shit, like, by 2006, Blu-rays were coming around. And we could do a whole episode about all of the various burning technologies that were available at this time. Let's not even get started with Napster or LimeWire or FrostWire or BearShare or any of those things. It was the Wild West. You could download almost anything and everything that you wanted to and just put it on a CD or DVD and just put it out there. It was crazy times. There were so many evolving technologies during this time. Uh, Another one being the mini digital video recorders so they were like mini camcorders and they had mini cassettes but they recorded digital video and i'm not sure if they did audio digital audio as well but i would imagine so and and it was actually recorded on a mini like vcr cassette so i don't know i don't even know how this technology works at that time but it was such a weird transition period And we saw things come about that we take for granted today, like Bluetooth or flash drives. I mean, you you can get like, I don't even know how many gigs on a little flash drive that just pops into the side of your cell phone, which weren't even really a thing. Like I said at the time, they they were still emerging technologies. And... That's where I kind of want to take this conversation next is the, the the dawn of the cell phone and it being in everybody's hands really changed the world we live in. 
you start to look at them being accessorized. So we look at the sidekick or the razor. Those were so popular. I had a razor. I mean, everybody, you had to have one. You know, you had to have one. If you were a cool kid, you had to have one. Or a Blackberry. Those came about in, I think, 03. And then we had the iPhone in 07. And everything changed because you could get onto the internet. You, you, you could do everything so easily. I believe the BlackBerry might have had a browser and internet capabilities such as like email and stuff like that. But the iPhone in 07 was really the first smartphone as we envision them today. So being around prior to that was really amazing because you, you had a whole lot of freedom. You didn't have to worry about being on anybody else's schedule or getting back to anybody right away or checking anybody else's status or anything like that. You could just go about your life and just be you. And I feel like we've we've kind of lost touch with that since then. And a lot of that started to change right at the turn of the century. It's funny to be able to use that, that phrase now. But with the advent of camera phones and smartphones and things like that, we kind of saw a shift in the way that we monitor ourselves. And I know I bring up 9-11 somewhat frequently, but it paved the way for our government to pass the Patriot Act which brought on a whole new level of surveillance that I don't think any of us are super aware of. And so we know that our cell phones are obviously listening to us when we get targeted ads and things like that. So what makes you think that the government isn't using those cell phones for the same thing? Like, I've got an app that tracks my mileage. And if I go into an area with no service, it's still tracking me. So if I have no service, how's that possible? So the advent of, of cell phones and this more connected world that we live in has, has really shifted things into an almost... 1984-esque society. And I don't think many people are really aware of it. A lot of it is progress. I understand doing things in the name of progress, but there are some freedoms that we're just almost willingly giving away on a daily basis. You go to any website now and it asks for permission to track you, right? And we just willingly do so, so that we can read whatever top 10 list that we're trying to get to. And it's just like, we need to be a little more conscious with our privacy in this world. You look everywhere and there's there's cameras everywhere. Everybody's got them on their front doors. It's It's a world with eyes everywhere. And to think that Big Brother isn't watching is somewhat ignorant. So just be careful moving forward just be a little more conscious with your privacy because it is just that it's your privacy you're entitled to that so don't be so willing to give it away that's my message for this week 
And if you have any feedback on this episode or would like to add anything, you may do so on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, wherever you listen to podcasts by searching for the Catch the Sky podcast or on Twitter at CTS Terry. Be sure to like or subscribe for our weekly content. And thank you again for listening. Until next week, keep trying to catch the sky. Catch the sky.